and welcome to the 2023 National Football League Mock Draft. It has been a couple weeks, but we are back in the booth, and I, Tyler Kastner, am joined with my good buddy, Stevan Smith. What's up, guys? How you doing? It's been a little while. It has. It has. It feels good to be back. And we also got John Paul Jackson wrecked. Been a fat minute. <sighs> <laughs> Uh, yes, yes. Uh, we have, uh, busy lives, other shit to attend to, unfortunately. Um, if the listeners don't know, Steven and I are in law school and J- JP does something. He's kind of like Barney from how I met your mother. We, we know oh, that please. he is a business <laughs> person. Yeah, he, he does please. Uh, no one really knows, but, uh, he does good for himself. So, uh, sometimes we just get a little hampered up, but we are here, uh, as promised the mock draft. Obviously, coming off the heels of the uh, first weekend of the combine, or uh, we got measurements and stuff like that. So, very excited to reevaluate all the picks. We expect that the experts out there, you know, McShay, Kuiper, all those bozos and schmoes, yeah, they're going to be coming out with their mock drafts. So, of course, we have to uh, take our crack at the draft, but we're doing it with a very exciting uh, live feel to it where we have uh, picked teams or rather assigned teams and kind of keep it as a rotation. Uh, but some picks uh, for teams that have multiple picks will stay with those teams. But basically, Steven, JP, and myself are going to take turns making picks live as if the draft is unfolding. We're going to do the first round only because we ain't got that much time. And I know y'all don't want to be hearing about the fifth round. So uh, we're going to keep it with the first round. And I think it should make for some exciting, uh, you know, trades, some uh, changes in draft strategy. You know, somebody takes your guy, which is what those mock drafts that you see posted online just don't account for is somebody swiping in and taking your guy. So uh, really excited to get started here. And without further ado, we will kick off the first round of our mock draft with the Bears as the number one overall pick. That was assigned to myself and breaking news. This just in, we have (laughs) our first trade of the evening. The Chicago bears will be trading back with the Indianapolis Colts. Colts will jump forward to that number one pick with other compensation yet to be determined. Um, As a Colts fan, I will say that I do not want to be in on this trade. Generally speaking, I think I'm okay with it if it cost us, obviously pick number four is going to be the swap. If it cost us one additional first rounder, I think I'm okay with that. I think if we go into two additional first rounders, I would be upset with this trade. Uh, But in any case, I think that they'll make it work. I think the Bears are clearly going to move off of this pick. Uh, And so without that, uh, without further ado for that side, the Colts as the number one overall pick, I have made some takes and opinions on this show that are going to be accountable to me. And I stand by my opinions and takes. I don't change. Don't you change. fucking dare. Please don't I don't do that. change don't anything oh that I've said about oh, certain individuals. However, <sighs> the reason we waited for the scouting combine is because sometimes some people rise above. Some people oh become so... <laughs> Some people become so okay. Just do it. We all know what you're going to do. Glaringly clear. Just do it as a freak athlete. 
And sometimes you just got to bet on talent. Shane Steichen, the offensive genius, came in and said that he wants a quarterback that is going to create plays and create offense. And the way the Colts are going to do that is with Anthony Richardson out of the University of Florida. Now, well, you just I ruined our mock there, draft. I know. <laughs> there yeah. is a hush over the oh crowd because everyone is so amazed by such a wonderful pick. So I, I have been very critical of Anthony Richardson. And to be clear, that's why I, I set my trade price at one additional, maybe two additional, I think is a first rounders would be too much because I don't think Anthony Richardson is worth three first round picks ultimately. But that being said, if this is going to happen, Bryce Young came in undermeasured and nothing against him. I personally think Bryce Young is the most naturally talented quarterback of the bunch personally and you know feel free to disagree and i know some of our uh, colleagues do but what i have to say is that bryce young undermeasured and he's coming in at the height and weight of kyler murray and i hate kyler murray i am kyler murray i think he is terrible i think he's overpaid i don't think he'll ever be successful so that being said i don't want the next version of Kyler Murray. I just don't. Kyler Murray was a great college quarterback, and maybe that's all Bryce Young is going to be. That being said, CJ Stroud is also somebody that I am very happy with. I think I think the Colts could wait till four and still maybe end up with Stroud. If the Colts are going to jump to first place and the first pick, to me, that would signal Anthony Richardson because you are betting on his talent. Steichen wants a guy that can create plays, Anthony Richardson is measuring up to Cam Newton as in size and weight and speed and all of those dynamics. And so while I don't think he's a great passer of the football, uh, it, it just is what it is. And, and I think that, that that's where I'm at. And uh, so that's the end of my spiel. I'm not very happy Houston, about it, but Anthony Richardson is the number one overall pick. The Houston yeah. Texans look at yeah. each other. Uh, there's a, a there's a hush that falls over the crowd, uh, over the loud boos of the Indianapolis Colts fans. You see the Texans GM ignoring tradition, running onto stage, t- t- grasping the mic. Yeah, th- this, is yelling, like the Aiden this is like the Aiden Hutchinson thing. This is like the Aiden Hutchinson thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. we <laughs> we take oh. CJ Stroud. Okay, that's interesting. Th- this reminded me of like what I was thinking in my mind when you did that. It was like when Aiden Hutchinson was drafted second. Like you saw the plate, like the you're on the clock or whatever, and then you saw the pick was in like two seconds later. That's what I would think. If that actually happens in real life with the Colts taking Richardson at one or anybody taking Richardson at one, immediately they're going to take like Young or Stroud and just go up there. Yeah, I mean, the main difference to me, you know, shout out to all my short kings out there, but his height, uh, (laughs) fucking, I just can't. Yeah, I thought our resident short king, Tyler, would take take a chance on the short king. I did too, to be honest. Nah, uh, I'm heightest in this bitch. (laughs) I I just, uh, you know... He's the most well put together quarterback. He, you know, I do. I think Bryce Young, and 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 then like in the, uh, like a science class, like in a vacuum, I think Bryce Young <laughs> is probably the best quarterback. But no, you I throw him on a field with a bunch of fucking mm. giants. I think like that's how I saw C.J. Stroud against Georgia. Right? Like that. Well, the Texans it was don't like, play in the NFC East, so he wouldn't be against the Giants. Oh. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, that was terrible. That was terrible. <laughs> no, but uh, you know, we're we back, look, fellas. 
We, we let you have your whole soliloquy for almost five interrupted <laughs> minutes. How about, how about we fucking, how about, how about we let me talk about CJ Stroud for two seconds? Uh, so Stroud pretty much, I mean, the big thing is, like I said, it was in the semifinals there when he was facing Georgia. It, he was up against an entire NFL caliber defense. Uh, and put up some amazing numbers. You know, he put up, he, he did, he and almost won that game. Some argue should have won that game. Um, yeah, no so, argument there. <laughs> so it's, he seems the most NFL ready to me. The Texans, they're going a great direction. I think they had an amazing coaching hire. Uh, I think that, I think that his assistant hires have already been great. And I think that their position to grow around a great young NFL ready quarterback I think every other quarterback on this list is going to be a project, including Bryce Young. Not as much of a project, but I mean, when you're five ten, like Russell Wilson was a project. Like, let's not shit around the bush here. Like, he the he did well, but the Seahawks babied him for his entire career, and I think that's very clear when he went to the Broncos. Is that they had a system that was built around maximizing Russell Wilson's strengths and minimizing his weaknesses, and I don't think that Houston will be able to do that in the same way or any of these teams up here. I think that was a once-in-a-lifetime thing. And so with C.J. Stroud, I think there's a lot wider variety of systems you could put him in where he'd succeed, whereas you know, rather than just that one thing to minimize his weaknesses. So that's why I think he's the obvious choice over Bryce Young. Um, and I'll hop off my stoat box and let the Stevens select the most obvious pick in the draft. Okay. So because it's obvious, I'm going to give my commentary first. Um, I think that th- this pick, assuming that the uh, for the purposes of this draft, the Cardinals are going to keep it. You know, there's speculation that they may be looking to trade back too, but we've decided to keep the Cardinals at three here to take a player that I believe is very overrated. Uh, I watched him play. I watched him play a, a ton because I watched a lot of his team's games. He plays for a really big college football team, and I just didn't see the impact. I mean, that just like you would see whole games where you know when they mention the defensive player's name, like great play by so and so, you wouldn't hear his name for like two, three games in a row, and you're just like, like what are you guys seeing in this guy that they're touting him to be the next? you know, generational defensive talent. I get that he plays for Alabama and, you know, Nick Saban's great at putting out NFL talent on defense, especially, but Will Anderson is going to be picked third purely because Jalen Carter might go to prison. (laughs) Um, uh, Jalen Carter had a much better college career, I think, than Will Anderson. He had a much bigger impact than Will Anderson, but because of Jalen Carter's off the field issues that have become readily apparent, the Cardinals are going to select Will Anderson Jr. out of Alabama with the third overall pick. Yeah, no disagreement there. Um, <clears throat> and I'll just follow that up to say, I think we have our last of the uh, perhaps. Wait, I didn't see that. What the fuck was that? <laughs> Tyler, read the chat. I want to talk about trades. Oh, oh, oh we have uh, on the line. We are uh, having trades. We are on the phone. So uh, next up would be pick number four would be the Bears, who just traded out with the Colts. Um, I have an offer for the Raiders pick. Yes. <laughs> we could just discuss this on the air. I mean, we could That's include fine. the, uh, I want, I want the Solidarity to be like super Squad. Super sneaky, <laughs> Like it is with the draft, yeah. Oh, hold up. Phone, phone's ringing. Yep. Hello. Mm, yeah, this is Pete Carroll. I am old as dirt. 
I don't know who I am from the Bears, but I am a guy, <laughs> probably <pee>. white. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, we got the uh, Raiders. Oh, wait, I have the Raiders pick, uh, JP. Yes, that's why I, I'm talking to you, Tyler. Oh, you want to trade Seahawks with the Raiders? Yes. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Well, then take the fourth pick um, first and then just, you know. Yeah, yeah do yeah, the fourth well, pick me, real quick. Yeah, do the fourth right, pick right. first. Yeah, just. That's why I was confused. All right. So this will probably be the end of the flurry of easy picks. Uh, Bears trade with the Colts. I think it's very well possible. We were just discussing this uh, in potential trades earlier. I think it's very well possible that the Bears could double dip on this trade um, and move back again. So far, we have under this scenario, Anthony Richardson and CJ Stroud off the board. Bryce Young is still sitting there outside of the top three. I could easily see a team like the Falcons, uh, the Raiders, hell, even the Lions making their move and jumping in and getting Bryce Young with the Bears. Um, And then the Bears... I think the marginal difference between this guy that they'll pick and the next uh, echelon of players at that position is worth the extra picks that they would get to move back potentially again. Uh, But we could not come to a deal. So for the time being, the Bears will stay at four and take Jalen Carter. Uh, This one is just really easy. Obviously, Will Anderson's off the board. Next best defender is Jalen Carter. I understand the Cardinals needed their guy now because they are you know, trying to be competitive still this season. So they need a guy that's definitely going to play the bears. This will not be their year. Um, Fields needs at least one more year of development. They still got to spend money and build pieces around. So if Jalen Carter does need to go to prison and spend some time off the field, if he's suspended, whatever the case may be, the bears really can't afford to just lose that time and then get him next year. And they maybe have a stud uh, to bolster their defense. So I love Jalen Carter falling to the bears here. It makes a lot of sense with their franchise's position. And so with that, I will turn it over to JP's control who, if now he wants to talk about a Seahawks Raiders. I would, I would also like to say it's uh, pretty nice of you to, uh, to go ahead and waste another year of Justin Fields career. So that that's pretty sick. Uh, oh yeah, that's all the Bears want to do. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. just the first round. There's free agency. Oh, it's the rest just of the, the fourth overall pick. You're right. They definitely couldn't have <laughs> any immediate impact with that. No, you're right. My bad. I mean, to be fair, I will say Tyree Wilson and Jalen Carter are both projects. So it's it's you know the number one thing about Tyree Wilson is he's just a massive fucking physical physical specimen. So you know you can train him into being an impactful player. But anyway, um. That being said, Steven, I do want to talk with you because rather than doing this stupid fucking leapfrog trick uh, where you traded, you know, you assumed that fucking Bryce Young wouldn't be on the board right now. Instead of trading with yourself, would you rather trade with the Seahawks? And instead of me trading with the Raiders so they can take the pick, because then would you really do your trade for just fucking Will Levis? Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so, so you're saying with the Panthers would... Uh, trade up yes. to the Seahawks yes. pick. I- I'm okay yeah. with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm okay with that. All right. Yeah. So it looks like uh, so Steven had initially thought he was going to trade the Panthers up to the six pick uh, in exchange with the Lions, but it looks <laughs> like he's rescinding that trade. And so the Lions will still pick six, but the Panthers will go from nine to five. So go ahead, Steven. Okay. With the uh, as the Panthers GM with the fifth overall pick, I am going to take Bryce Young. I was not expecting, yeah, I wasn't expecting Bryce Young to go this far down. I thought that the first two quarterbacks taken were going to be either Stroud or 
Young, uh, if this actually happens in real life, if the Panthers do trade up and don't take Bryce Young and take Will Levis over Bryce Young, someone needs to be fired. Um, so yeah, this is a pretty obvious pick. No real commentary needed here. He was the best. He was, he had, he was probably the best quarterback in college football, uh, you know, for two years in a row. Um, you know, his, his accuracy was really good. Um, you know, even though he's short, he is, you know, like, you know, skill wise, he's NFL ready. I think physically wise, he might not be as NFL ready as Stroud or Anthony Richardson, certainly. But I do think if Bryce Young goes to the right team, he's going to have a good career. And I think that the Panthers, with what they put in place, you know, Sam Darnold had a pretty good year down the stretch or whatever, so that he could step in and he could have DJ Moore, he could have, you know, that run game with, uh, you know, Dante Foreman and stuff like that to kind of take pressure off of him. So the Panthers are a good team and, you know, he could develop under a good team. So, yeah, Bryce Young at five to the Panthers. Yeah, I would love that for Bryce Young, even under uh, Frank Reich, too. Like, this Mm, is just such a good system. They want to run the ball. They can be dynamic. Uh, this is an easy division right now. That, that I mean, jackpot for the Panthers if that happens. Yeah, right yeah that, if that actually happens, yeah, the Panthers are going to be in like such a great position. All right, okay. seven. Yeah, yeah, I'm back. I'm back on the clock now. <clears throat> With the sixth pick, this is going to be a bit of a Homer kind of pick. Because obviously the, the 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 Lions need a defensive back, right? Jeff Okuda keeps getting hurt and all that stuff. I know that from a prospect perspective, uh, the, the guy that I'm about to pick is ranked lower than a couple of other guys. But I watched him play at Penn State, and Joey Porter is for real. I really believe that Porter is going to be a really good cornerback in the NFL. I watched him play at Penn State. So at, with the sixth overall pick, I'm going to take Joey Porter out of Penn I State. I get why you traded back. Like what? I get why as the Lions, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have like he back. was going to be available at nine two, but now that that actually happened, yeah. So yeah, I'm going to take sure. Joey. I get what you so mean. So I'm going to take, and it's positional need. So I'm going to, even though Joey Porter is not the sixth best player in the draft, I'm going to take Joey Porter out of Penn State at number six. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that we will put a, an asterisk next to this pick because I think that in any likely situation, the Lions would just see if they could get a goddamn bag of peanuts uh, to trade down to the tenth pick. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that, my, the only, my only thing wrong with that, like, obviously, I think Joey Porter is a great pick. <clears throat> I just think you could have gotten him at 18 with the Lions second pick or maybe the Lions yeah. move for Ooh, this feels like a Daniel Jones pick. This actually feels like a Daniel Jones. Pick. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah, but that ended up sort of working out. But I, yeah, I, I get but what it you didn't guys matter. Saying. It didn't matter because they could have got Daniel Jones five fucking picks later with their no, next no, pick. I, I, like, I completely <laughs> get what you're saying. No, I get what you're saying, but you know, their biggest positional need, I think, especially on that defense, their defense is god awful. Like they don't need to be drafting offense. They got plenty of offense. They need a defensive back that can, you know, at least attempt to shut down the other team's best wide receiver. Because if you look at, you know, some of the games that some of the best wide receivers were having against the Lions, it's like, you know, everybody every game it seemed like somebody was going for 150 yards and a touchdown against them. And Joey Porter you know, went against, you know, the Michigan wide receivers, went against the Ohio State wide receiver core, Marvin Harrison Jr., stuff like that. And he played really, really well. I watched several Penn State games this year and thought that he made a real impact. So, yeah, I think he's he's probably going to end up being the best defensive back in the draft. So I'm taking Joey Porter. All right, Raiders, on the clock. Hello? Uh, is that me? He's looking. Yeah, yeah that's you. <laughs> yeah, nice, that's nice. You. All right. Uh, 404 not responding. Um, okay, so Raiders. 
at this position. <laughs> They're the franchise in Las Vegas. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I didn't realize. I didn't realize. So uh, the Raiders pick right here is tough because the Raiders are going to bring in a quarterback. Now they missed out on Derek or they lost Derek Carr. Um, and I think that they are going to miss out on Aaron Rodgers. I don't think that they're going to pursue Lamar Jackson. I think it's quite likely that Jimmy Garoppolo could end up in Las Vegas, given his ties to um, what's his name, uh, the coach there, uh, McDaniel's. So I think I think Garoppolo to the Raiders is is probable, and even if that does happen he's still a stopgap. I mean, maybe he's got like a two-year deal. So I don't think this is a bad place for the Raiders to take a quarterback. Um, But I am looking, they also could use an edge and we do have Tyree Wilson that fell down to seven. So this, this is kind of tough for me. Um, I think I am going to count on the Raiders bringing in Garoppolo and right here, I'm going to pick Tyree Wilson. Uh, so Tyree Wilson is right now the best wow. of his echelon on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Um, you know, we got Carter and Anderson off the board. Uh, I wouldn't have. I don't think Tyree Wilson will fall to the seventh overall pick. And maybe this is also a type of pick that the Raiders would look to trade back if possible. Um, if they, but I, I think with Tyree Wilson here, I just think you got to go with him. So, and, and I am very confident that they will find their quarterback, or maybe they'll run with uh, what's his name, uh, who had a really good game at the end of last year, uh, Stidham. Uh, Stidham had a really good end of the year. They seem to like him, so maybe they really try to give him everything they got. So yeah, that's where I'm going, Tyree Wilson. The only thing I'll say about that is that, like, yes, they may need, like, another one, but they were able to get decent pressure on the quarterback this year, like, if you look at the rankings and stuff, and they have Max Crosby, who's probably who's their best, you know, defensive player. So I, I it, it wouldn't be a bad pick necessarily to take another one that could potentially, you know, form a really big, you know, sack duo or whatever. But I just think that, you know, the Raiders now, they need a quarterback. And if Will Levis is sitting there, I think they take him, like, just in real life. I think that that's yeah. the most likely scenario. Yeah, I mean, I really think that's a toss-up there. Um, I, we just I talked just, about them trading up to get, you know, Richardson or yeah, whoever, yeah. so, you know. I'm expecting by actual draft time there will be more clarity on this issue. I think it is a toss-up. I think they could go either way. I'm just right now, if I was the Raiders GM, I would rather have Garoppolo and – Tyree Wilson, then Levis, and the defense that I currently had that wasn't good enough to keep up with the Chiefs and the Chargers and all them. So that's where I'm going. And uh, so who do we got next? We got the Falcons going over to JP. It's been a while. Yeah. So I think it's really the question of how much do you trust Ritter? Um. Because at this pick, you have a great selection of very talented wide receivers to pick from. And you also have Will Levis. Uh, which I think it is actually more likely than people think that Will Levis falls this far. So, <clears throat> that all being said, um, if I'm the Falcons, I probably I take Quentin Johnson. Uh, because I would rather give... Our guy, he didn't show a lot of potential, but he showed something. 
and I, they're not competing next year. They're, I mean, I just I think that you hold your breath and you wait for the next draft, which is going to have a lot of talented quarterbacks coming down the pipe, and you give them a weapon that will be there for a while. And I think Quentin Johnson is by far the most talented uh, receiver in this draft. I mean, obviously, Jackson Smith and Jigba is pretty close. But I think Quentin Johnson did a lot more with a lot less. Uh, I I mean, I apparently we have a big difference of opinion here. Apparently throwing four picks in the two games that matter in the season <clears throat> doesn't make you a bad quarter or quarterback. But I think that I was more impressed with how Quentin Johnston did with Duggan, Dugan, whatever the fuck his name is. Duggan. Duggan. Than, uh, than I was with Jackson Smith and Jigba doing with C.J. Stroud. Um well, they so, only played like five, like two, three games together this year because he got he had a hamstring injury and missed the rest of the year. Oh, but uh, yeah. Well, anyway, uh, I think I think that that's the best wide receiver pick, and I think that you wait for a good QB, or you get one later in the draft. Maybe you get Doug, Duggan and you pair him. You know, like yeah. whatever. Um, I'm not. Oh, I, I love that pick. Yeah, I don't. I like the pick, but. It, I'd be remiss to point out that the last the last two drafts, the Falcons have drafted a tight end fourth overall and a wide mm-hmm. receiver eighth overall and haven't thrown them the fucking ball. Like that's yes. just like that that's just a thing. <laughs> and so you're basically telling me that three times in a row they're gonna draft like one of the best skill players and not fucking use them at all. Like that's just like so we're all going to get excited. Oh, Quentin Johnson, he's 6'4", you know, he's got like, you know, hops or whatever. Throw him the ball in the end zone, then they just don't fucking do it. So you're yeah. going to, you're, so you're basically that's saying. That's why like this gonna, pick <laughs> needs to happen. For that's the what I'm saying. Fucking, tell me Chris, the Falcons would make this pick. Tell me the Falcons would make this pick. At this point, they're a Christmas tree. <laughs> just a bunch of pretty ornaments around that nobody ever gives a fuck about. Like, it's just kind of like, it's crazy. Like, and it gets it, thrown out in the year. So yeah. my, my thing is, like, I, I, I don't doubt that they would they would do something like this. And Quinton Johnston would be, like, a really good pick at this spot. But damn it, if the Falcons don't use, if the Falcons don't use them, that would just be three yeah. wasted picks in a row that you could have used to, like, you, you have a run scheme. Draft a running back. Like, draft Bajon Robinson if you really want to keep running the fucking thing. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I don't disagree with the pick. I just would be realistic <laughs> out the, the, what has happened the oh, last so few years ridiculous. with Falcon skill players. So that brings me to the biggest pick of this draft. The um, one we've all been waiting for. <laughs> yep. So, I, I mean, by far, I think that the, the Seahawks are just, I mean, objectively the most intriguing team in this draft because how many Agreed. times are you going to have a, I mean, besides, I think the Eagles besides are the close Eagles. second. The Eagles, yeah. yeah. But I think it's just, I mean, the history of the pick is just hilarious. Trading your franchise quarterback and then having him take a shit and end up with the fifth pick that you give to the, anyway. Uh, that being said, I think it's pretty crazy that a top, most people would say a top five pick falls all the way number number nine. Some people would even set him up. A quarterback that needs work. Uh, I don't think anyone says is NFL ready, but, you know, with with someone to sit behind that they, you know, they did a recent extension, which I want to point out to people was not a $105 million extension. It was not a $35 million a year extension. It was 40 million in guaranteed money, a 75 million over three years contract that has less than a 20 million a year cap hit. Like they did not commit to Gino. We just, we're giving him another shot. He bet big on himself. 30 million in possible incentives next year. Could make 50 million if he hits all the incentives. So that being said, um, 
you know, I, he has someone to learn under for a year, uh, which is why I think uh, Will Levis is an interesting pick, but not who I'm going with. Uh, oh my I, god! <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Why? So you do this like at once every other episode. Why do you do it? Working. oh my god i'm on my phone thinking like oh he's just talking about whatever and then i what like oh my god just just go ahead i'm so done with you go ahead yeah uh so pretty much the my my main thing here is that if you've listened to anything the seahawks have been saying the entire draft it's it's not about i mean it is about talent but it's also about character and about you know the fit mentally in the organization i just don't think will levis is it uh, I think that he's mentally more immature than a lot of the quarterbacks that have come out of the draft. I think that he has just, I don't think he has the go get attitude that Pete, you know, has trademarked in Seattle. And I just don't think it'd be someone they would pick to lead their franchise for the future. That, that's so, fair. Yeah. That's fair. Um, I think they're much more likely to target Hendon Hooker, you know, uh, with their first pick in the second round, which they also got from the Broncos. Uh, so. <laughs> With that pick, that with keeps this pick, on giving the Broncos. <laughs> I think a lot of the, I mean, they don't have, I mean, obviously their number one would be a D lineman, but there's no really, they could wait for the next D lineman. Um, they don't need a cornerback, which would be the next most obvious pick. So really we're looking at, and they don't need a wide receiver, obviously. They don't tend to do, I mean, my pick would either be Peter Skaronsky, uh being by far the most talented offensive tackle, uh, or okay, okay. um, but Dude, my pick is actually going to be my pick is going to be Lucas Van Ness out of Iowa. Uh, That's, a great pick. That's a great pick. Uh, yeah. I love that pick so much. Okay, so uh, I, I want to hear I want to hear some analysis as to why you would take Van Ness over Murphy. I respect it. I respect Van Ness, but mm-hmm. it, if that Van Ness is a linebacker though, calculation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he does both, but. Uh, yeah, no, I just think that um, Seattle has always been weak at linebacker when it comes to the run game uh, and past. I mean, I'm going to say both, but I mean, so like, Wagner wasn't good at the run, that stopping the run really. He was okay. He was good at the run. He wasn't good in like there was just he had a lot of weak spots. I'm going to be honest. He got a lot of tackles. He was all over the field, but he wasn't like he, the, you know they would get four or five yards before Wagner got there. You know. Uh, so, I mean, I think there's a lot, there's just a lot that I like about Luke's Vendez. His stock shot up after the draft for a lot of good reasons. He has, he's just has freakish characteristics. He has 11 inch hands, which is bigger than most basketball players. Like just, just some ridiculous stuff. And I know you guys haven't really been to the trenches a lot, but like that does something. Like when when a man has a paw on your chest, yeah, that, that's, that's true. That's true. So like when you feel that, like you know that head slap sometimes when yeah. you're like on the edge and somebody, like when you would see a guy, like the head, like the fingers you feel on the top of your helmet, you're like, oh fuck, there's no literally way literally the There's no way I'm gonna block this. Yeah, guy. there's no way I'm gonna so, block this guy. Okay. So anyway, I just think uh, there's there's a lot of good things I like about this guy. I think this is gonna be. One of those, I think he's going to be the next Bobby Wagner. I don't think we bring back Wagner as much as we'd like. I think he's just too expensive. We don't have the cap space for it. Uh, and I think this is a guy we develop into the future. And I think there's a lot. This is this draft has a lot of defensive linemen. And I think that we get someone at 20 or later on in the draft that we can develop. I mean, people forget we got Tariq Woolen in the fifth round. Like, I don't think that we need to address mm-hmm. our number one need with our number one pick. So I think we build this guy for the future. He does play a bit of edge, you know. He he's more than willing to line up and go through the D line. So I think it, it, it tackles a lot of the bases. And the number one philosophy is pick the best guy, regardless of the position. And this is the best guy right now. So 
that's why I'm taking them. Yeah, I mean, I didn't watch many. Uh, it's Iowa game, Iowa, right? He came from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I didn't watch many Iowa games because who does? But I will say, whenever I did come across them, Van Ness is just always there. I like him. Yeah. I think he's a good culture guy. I think he's got a, a good attitude, mm-hmm. mindset, and I think that that fits in with uh, Seahawks culture. So love that. I uh, I did watch a decent amount. I did watch some Iowa because they're in the Big Ten. You know, big Ohio right. State right, guy, right. but. But the thing about him is that, like, he, I'm going to make a comp here, and I'm not saying that he's going to be this guy, but I remember when Micah Parsons was at Penn State mm. and thinking that this guy could do, like, literally everything. Like, you'll see him, you know, rushing the quarterback. Then on the next play, you'll see him dropping in coverage and getting his hand on the ball. And then on the next play, you'll see him, you know, go out and stop a wide receiver from getting a touchdown. Like, yeah. and Micah Parsons did all that. And Luke Van Ness is not Micah Parsons. That's not what I'm saying. Michael Parsons is a generational talent, and you knew, like, the minute you watched him, he was a generational talent. But he has that Micah Parsons quality to him in that, like, everything defensively he can do. I remember, even though we smoked him because, like, Iowa's not very good. um, They, I mean, they were okay this year, but, like, they were, you know, Ohio State or or Michigan. He did have, like, a few of those plays where it was like, oh, like, he's doing a whole bunch. He's all over the field and, you know, dropping back in coverage and doing some pretty good stuff. So I I do think that he – that's why I said I love the pick because I feel like he's low-key kind of underrated in terms of, Mm -hmm. like, his ability to – I would rather have him than Miles Murphy or maybe even Tyree, whatever. If you don't get Anderson or Carter, to me, he's the third best defensive player that you would want to get because he can do sure. a lot more stuff than those other guys. So that that's what I was going to say. All right, Tyler Eagles. All right. Well, I gave myself the Eagles pick cause uh, I am now a Philly man, a Philly sports fan, as much as I may uh, hate it or love it come with, uh, and we hate you for it too. Both sides. I mean, you know what? Fair enough. I actually, I had a pick <clears throat> written in our, our doc here, but I'm actually going to change my pick cause I didn't say it yet. Um, so Eagles are in a great position. They have a, a number 10 overall pick after being NFC champions, yeah. Super Bowl runner ups. They're going to have a later on uh, a pick later on in, in the end of the draft as well. They stole this pick from the saints. So there's two ways that I could go about it. Cause I think that there's one, ah, shit. Okay. So I actually have three in mind. So I have three guys <laughs> in mind that I would want to go with uh, three ways. So I think that DB is an issue for the Eagles right now because I think Gardner Johnson could walk. I think Gardner Johnson's going to attract a big free agency draw, and I don't think that the Eagles will be able to afford to pay him knowing that they're going to need to make cap space for Jalen Hurts. So I think Gardner Johnson could walk, and then they'll need a DB to fill his place. Um. Maybe that more being of a safety said, than a corner. Maybe more than a safety than a corner because they still got Darius Slay, right? So, like, maybe right, I don't know right. if there are any safeties so, on the top of it. Yeah, so <laughs> I have a safety pick here. I have a cornerback pick here. And I like both of them. But I actually trust the depth at safety and cornerback till the Eagles pick again. So I'm going for the big splash, fellas. Don't. I'm changing the complexion of this draft. Not again. Not again. Bijan Robinson, come on down to Philly. Bijan. If this this actually happens, then like. Fuck up the NFC. Oh, God. 
The oh, only man. way that the Eagles can come back harder and better offensively than what they just did is to add the best running back prospect of the last several years. Miles Sanders is going to walk with his old bum ass. Give me Bijan and let's go nuclear. That's where we're going. Bijan Robinson. Okay. I have the next pick. I like it. Okay. You've got to go for the moneymaker. No, no. I I love it. But like the idea of the defending NFC champions who are the best running game already getting the best running back just fucking like, you know, it's just like, come on. Yeah. Like, That's I why would they have almost, to take it here. Like, yeah, like I would almost, as like one of the top ten teams, take Bajan Robinson purely so the Eagles don't get him. Like, yeah. like that—that's that's the yeah. territory you're in right now. But I think I this is high for a running back. <laughs> Go ahead. You know that if the Seahawks didn't have Kenneth Walker, they would take Bijan Robinson. Oh, hundred percent. Like five. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, hundred percent. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really but, do think the Falcons should consider. I mean, Tyler Algier is a nice prospect, but he's no Bijan. Right. Yeah, so he, I they, think, they'd uh, be the team that would probably do that. Yeah, because like, I they think love the Falcons should consider it. But if you're the yeah. Eagles and you hit a splash on Devontae Smith last year on Jordan Davis, the Eagles have been willing to take swings on the big skill, the playmakers, and I just don't see you're not you're not going to get Bijan at the at in pick thirty or whatever it is. You got to yeah, no. take it here. You got to go for it all. I'm so excited to take Bijan off the board. I think it's early for a running back, but he he warrants it. Okay, so I had I, I just for for people you know that, that are listening, I had like a, a draft board. I did analysis for like three like two three hours today, and like your pick of Richardson and then now Bijan Robinson has completely fucked my board up. So I'm just gonna go. <laughs> I'm just gonna go by feelings. So welcome to the big leagues. Yeah. So. I have the Titans at 11, and let me just give a brief commentary on who I think in real life they'll take versus who I'm about to take. There's a I, I feel like, it, Yeah, like, I feel like it's pretty obvious who I'm going to take given what's happened, but the Titans, to me, I don't think there's any chance that Will Levis is available at 11 in real life. And that's oh who my God, I, Will Levis is still available. <laughs> yeah, and that's who I'm going to, yeah, and that's who I'm going to take at 11, but in real life, if Will Levis isn't available... I think the Titans need an offensive lineman. And yeah. while, and to me, I think it's closer between Paris Johnson of Ohio State and the dude from Northwestern Sports or whatever than people think. You don't think, even know the number one offensive tackle's name, but you know the no, dude no, from no, Ohio but State. I know Peter, whatever. Like, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but like Paris Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> but Paris Johnson, it, like, they're closer than you think, but I would take, you know, I would take the Northwestern guy over like Skronsky. Skronsky, that that's his name. But I know you know who you know. I know who who, who the guy is. So I would take Skronsky <laughs> over Paris Johnson too. But I think that you know if you look at you know, Ohio State and the offense that we ran, you know Paris Johnson was was putting up a lot of was you know protecting Stroud pretty well all year and opening up a lot of run holes for a significantly better offense than whatever the fuck Northwestern put out. But yeah, at eleven for our draft, I'm taking Will Levis. You know, no real commentary needed there if this actually happens in real life and the titans don't take them at 11 their, their gm needs to be fired immediately so yeah will levis at 11 that's pretty yeah. wild that's pretty wild that he ended I up getting, that, going uh, that far yeah i think that this is pretty easy i think that the craziest shit that could happen to the texans is they get freaking cj stroud and then get the best offensive lineman in the class to Wow. Him. Uh, <laughs> I think they are making out like a bandit here. Oh, yeah. 100%. But 
Uh, yeah, no, I'm taking Peter Skaronsky here. Uh, yeah, good pick. I mean, pick. just just literally. He's no Parrish like, Johnson. If I will. yeah, he's, he's, oh, let me just, okay, I mean, I'll, I'll just I'll just <laughs> say that. who who actually protected who actually did well in in protection, pass protection, and all that for like an actually good offense. Like I get the the prospect rankings and like the stuff the X did, but Northwestern only scored yeah. like like 19 points per game or some shit like that. Like Ohio State Fair was enough. rolling through Fair the enough. Big Ten like all year or whatever. So Paris Johnson actually did meaningful work versus this fucking guy. It's just blocking this fucking so, like, guy. No, I'm, I'm serious. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying. Now, I get that he's a better prospect. I saw I'm like the combine stuff. I, but, um, yeah. What do you think his vertical is? No, no, I saw the combine stuff. Like <laughs> Skronsky is amazing. No, I saw the combine stuff. I get my it. man I'm saying, jumps three feet. No, I get it. I I, 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 I fronted this by saying that like I understand why he's the number one prospect, and I would take him too. I'm just saying there's something to be said about a guy who actually did, who we saw some really good blocking for like a meaningful team versus a guy on Northwestern who's blocking for nobody. Like that's just I get yeah, it. I get it. I just I, think I, it's do, really, I do agree. I do agree. Yeah, yeah. I also do as well. It's just my man is a freak. Like my I'm an Ohio State fan and I take him too. Like I, I have a two inch vertical. Okay. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> You're just telling on yourself there, buddy. Oh my god. You got the Nikola Jokic jumping. I, do, right? I had a two inch vertical when I was a, when I was a prospect. You got that Nikola Jokic tops, bro. Nikola Jokic tops. That's what I'm saying. Right like we didn't do verticals at our combine. It's like when Quentin, remember when Quentin Nelson came out and like he could he could jump and like could do the splits and shit like that. Like you just saw oh, that yeah. and you were like, oh my god! Like how is this guy able to do that? And he's so big. Yeah, that that is oh, that's, yeah. that's part of it. Too. Indianapolis. But, yeah, Indianapolis. I agree with Vic. Yep, yep. All right, go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Jets. All right. Uh, so with Trades the thirteenth overall Rogers. pick, <laughs> trades this yeah, pick well, for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> You know, that's that's actually funny because I was just about to say, you know, I see quarterback as their needs. Um, I do think that the Jets end up getting Aaron Rodgers, but realizing that that probably means they lose this pick. So 100%. I'm going to do something a little bit bold here. And I am going... <laughs> For the first time I this think... draft, you could do something a little bold. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well... Just because it's not within the scope of the first round. I'm going to trade this 13th overall pick for Aaron Rodgers. Is that allowed? Are we allowing that to the Packers? And uh, I think Seven, that's fair. you're the Packers. So you know what? I, yeah, I would fine. say so Packers will get the 13th and the 15th overall pick because I think that that is the momentum right now. It seems everything is going that direction. Um, and unless something wild happens like Aaron Rodgers just decides to retire for the, for which, the good of the league to be honest like I, yeah. I don't i don't want to see aaron Rodgers wither away for another season in green bay fighting with right ownership. right i mean I christian watson uh, and, and i'm just kidding it's fine i think he's got a breath of life in in new york they got a defense that can keep him off the field uh they have such they got good Wilson. young talent Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. And a top five. So, they were a top five defense, and like most of their starters were like under 26 years of age. He has a like Devontae that. Adams so, there ready to go. Like, right, exactly. Oh, Garrett Wilson. Exactly. Yeah. And Brees Hall, too. Like if he gets healthy. Yeah. So, like, yeah, yeah that yeah, would be yeah. the best spot for him. Yeah. So, I'm going to assume for the purposes of, again, this exercise, that the Jets will have traded this pick for Aaron Rodgers to the Packers. So, Stevan, you're on the clock for the Packers. Well, no, the Patriots are 14, right? 
No, no, Jets. Well, you have the oh, thirteenth oh, overall yeah, so, pick oh. now. Oh, I have the three. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. Sorry about that. Because I just I traded it as the Jets to you. Yeah. So okay. Packers are going to so, potentially end up with thirteen and fifteen. Yes. Okay. And if you don't pick your guy, I'm going to pick him. I want you to know that. Okay. So, <laughs> as, okay. I, I, assuming Aaron Rodgers is gone, um, there is no quarterback to draft here. So I, I don't think that you would spend this pick on a wide receiver or the player that I was probably going to take with 15, which would be the best tight end in the draft from the, uh, the guy from Notre Dame. Um, May mayor. Crap. I can't, like I'm blanking on names right now. Right? My, Michael Meyer. But, Michael Meyer. M- yeah. Meyer. Right. Okay. But mayor, I just Meyer, noticed yeah. that uh, I just noticed that I believe miles Murphy is still on the board. He is. And he is one of the better defense, like defensive linemen, interior lineman prospects. So I'm going to take miles Murphy here. Because, because yeah, just best player available kind of strategy here. And also, and often, like, taking Jackson Smith and Jingba or taking, uh, you know, I, I forget his name again, but, like, the tight end, like, it doesn't really help you if you don't have Aaron Rodgers. So now you need to start building for the future, get some young guys in there that can make impact plays, and I think Miles Murphy is that guy, so I'm going to take Miles Murphy here at 13. So I'm not I'm not yeah. going to hold you because yeah the Packers also needed an edge. I th- yeah, Miles Murphy, they don't have a real big defensive identity. This is good. Um I mean, you're going to have an, another pick the one after next. I still think you should take potentially this tight end because I think he's just a generational talent at tight end and Jordan no, I, Love I agree, is going to need somebody help. to lean on. Yeah, but well, it, it, it just well, doesn't it does. help you really. Jordan Love can't just be throwing a Christian Watson 20 times. Again. I know, but so, they're I now mean, going to be a defense and running team. That That's just what they're going to be because they don't have any wide yeah. receivers. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's what they're going to, they're going to lean on Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon in the run game and, you know, throw a couple deep balls to Christian Watson every game and hope they hit that. That's literally what their offense is going to be. So taking a tight yeah. end, who's like a really good receiving tight end and not a great blocking tight end from what I saw, you know, on his prospect rankings, isn't going to help you like, you know, develop, really that much so yeah i i think you gotta go miles murphy here if he if he's available at 13 i think you take miles murphy like that's just yeah i I was about to say that though i i i I don't know if we've made a mistake potentially but i i find it hard to believe that miles murphy's still there at 13 so absolutely you got it you got to do it i do too yeah anyways with that being said i think uh, i think the the, the switch up there was that i picked luke van s instead of miles murphy there i think that would potentially yeah yeah yeah. that's true yeah but also i would take luke van ness so um fair anyway, enough and that's, uh, that's what this believe it is my pick is <laughs> yeah. uh, and so for the patriots i th- this is gonna be an interesting pick all right ready let's go so i think there's an obvious pick here yeah. and i think that bill belichick would never ever ever do it Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There, yeah, I, yeah, I'm in full agreement with you. There. I have. Like, like I you do know, think, you know who they have to take, but they won't do it because Belichick hates wide receiver talent. So, like, so that just, being said, <laughs> you're gonna take him, right? No. Uh, oh, no, you can't. You can't. We want to try okay. to be realistic here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's a good point. I will be pay- taking Dalton Kincaid. So you're going to take the number wow. 14 overall pick. So you're not only going to not take the, the generational wide receiver talent, you're going yes. to take the worst tight end talent. Like I, just, I mean, I do, I do genuinely think that Dalton Kincaid will have more success in the NFL. Yeah. Than Michael Meyer. Kincaid and Meyer have uh, been flipping back and forth. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, That's interesting. So yeah, 
that's why I'm taking him. I think they're going to make a Gronk move. Um, and uh, yeah, I think I think Mac Jones needs someone that uh, stays really close to the line of scrimmage so we can throw it to him. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, JP, you realize that That's a great the Patriots have the biggest tight end payroll in the league right now? Oh, yeah, they have Hunter they? Henry and Jonu Smith. Yeah, they have Hunter Yeah, because they Hunter signed Jonu Smith. Smith. That is right. Yeah. Bro, I don't pay attention to the Patriots. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Henry's so, old you know and aging you know, out. I am going to change the thing. I'm going to change the thing. You're right. They can't take on Henry, too. <laughs> um, I just, I really wanted to throw in a white receiver. Like, that's really oh just what God. I wanted to do. <laughs> oh, my God. So, Moves anyway. Dug into receiver and takes him 14. <clears throat> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Devon Witherspoon. Yeah, that was, that was easy. Yeah. That, it's yeah, not nearly as interesting of a pick, but it's what they should probably do here. And they I do, mean, need, I would, a corner. Yep, they do yep. need a corner. Yeah, so that's, yeah, they that's do. a decent pick. I, I okay. still think it'd be really funny if they took a white re- wide receiver. <laughs> well, are there even any? Like, I can't even. That's think what of- I'm saying. That's, what, that's <laughs> why I did overall. what I did. <laughs> Just like it's funny that the Falcons take a wide receiver and they're knowing that they're exactly. not going to throw the ball. And that Jackson Smith, the, the Jigba, is still on the board. Yeah, I, I get that, but um, I'm sticking to my theory that taking a wide receiver is not going to help them. Also, they have Christian Watson, so. Now I'm actually going to take, you know, what's his name? Uh, Mayor at tight end because at 15. Wait, because who did you take I, at 13? Okay, uh, good, well, good. No, 13th, good. I took Murphy. 13th, I took Murphy. And then assuming oh. that you took, you know, you took a cornerback with the 14th pick. Now I'm going to take Mayor, who I was going to yeah, take at 15 this is originally. Pick. Who gotcha. I was going to take at 15 originally because I do think that he w- he, you know, is the best tight end talent in the draft. I know Kincaid is like, being talked about, but like Mayor, I saw a couple Notre Dame games and he stood out immediately. Like he just, he makes those like big vertical plays, you know, 25 yards down the field. And I think that he could, and he can also catch those, you know, like slant routes and take him a few yards to get those first downs. So I, I'm going to take what it's worth. I do think Mayor is a better pick for Green the Packers. Bay. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Tunyon, you know, get out of here. So I, I think, yeah. So I think Mayor is is a good pick here. He was who I was originally going to take at fifteen. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that. Yeah. No, I don't even think that's a. I don't think that's a contentious pick at all either. Um, yeah. No, that's perfect. That's great. That takes us to uh, pick number sixteen. The commies. Yep. JP. I think you. they're. I think they're very lucky to still have this guy on the board. Um. I mean, I think a lot of people were going to take him over Witherspoon. So uh, I think that having Christian Gonzalez at fifth or sixteen, low key the Titans might might take him, you know, like because they, yeah. they they have like no tight end whatsoever. So like the Titans, at I mean, yeah, they didn't have Will it. Levis on the board. Yeah, no, I'm sure. That's what I'm like the tight ends might just say fuck the offensive line. We need a tight end and take and take Mayer. So yeah, for sure. So yeah, anyway, uh, definitely going to do Christian Gonzalez. Um, I mean, I think I, yeah. I I don't think there's much of a difference between them and Witherspoon. I think it's going to be a coin flip. I'm sure, as with most corners drafted in the NFL, one of them is going to putter out of the media, uh, the league immediately, and one of them is going to be a Hall of Famer. So it's just a coin flip on who it is. Uh, I think it could be yeah. Christian Gonzalez as easily as it could be Witherspoon. So anyway, it's like Sauce Gardner versus Derek Stingley last year. It's like exactly, yeah, like, <laughs> literally. Them, yeah. So yeah. So that takes us to pick number 17. That is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Shout out to my dad. Oh, I gave myself this, this pick. This would be a dope pick. I gave, <clears throat> I gave myself this pick specifically uh, in shout outs to my dad. So yeah. 
I'm looking at their needs right now, and I and I hope mm-hmm. that I do my dad proud. Um, Yin's out there listening. I uh, hope I hope I do you proud. I see that their biggest need is oh well, oh offensive lineman, and and I think that that is important for Kenny Pickett's development. I see that they need a DB. High key, I expected to take Joey Porter here. I, jo, uh, Steven, you really surprised mm. me taking Joey Porter that high. Yeah, I for sure. Steelers, Steelers go for the legacy pick in Joey Porter. His dad obviously did great yep. for the Steelers for many years. Um, yep. I still think that that is likely ends up be the case. Agreed. So where I'm struggling here is... There's a right choice. I could take... I, I know, is, yeah. I know. Well, there's a choice in my mind that isn't a need for them. And I recognize that the Steelers have the number 32 overall pick. So they technically have a second first round pick because the dolphins uh, forfeited their pick via sanction. And then the Bears stupidly traded them uh, their second round pick, which turned out to be the number one overall for uh, that fucking schlub. Uh, I can't even remember his name. Claypool. So all that being said, I, I got to do the responsible thing, and I'm going to go Paris Johnson. It's not exciting, yep. but it's responsible, yep. and you got to do it. Yeah, The yeah. hometown he's guy, a, he's still. Like what? Oh, Ohio, not Pennsylvania. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> look, look, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, Pittsburgh clo- is closer to Ohio than the heart of Pennsylvania. So, I'm, I'm sticking true. by it. That's true. Sure. All right. Okay. Well, so with that, uh, we go to the Lions at uh, pick number 18. Also, okay. I will put these feelers out there. Uh, so Steelers sit at pick number 32, which I intend to make for this 32nd pick and to get another Steelers crack at there. If anybody wants to trade with the Steelers at 32, uh, we are hearing offers because the Steelers would like to to jump into the 20s if possible. So anybody, if anybody's so willing. Okay. So. Uh, Dalton Kincaid was actually who I was thinking might fall down here like at 18. And I think that if he does, then the lions will probably take, cause the one thing the lions don't have on offense is a, like a tight, they traded Hawkinson mm. and stuff like that. So I think in real life, I love either that. in real life, either yeah. Mayer or Kincaid are probably going to be available at 18. This draft, I is think Luke Van Ness also, if he's available would be the best pick for them. What the, <laughs> I mean, if he's available at 18, somebody did something wrong. Uh, that yeah. is, I'll just say that. Um, at this pick, I'm going to surprise a couple of people here. I, I think that, you know, their run game is okay. Uh, Jamal Williams is, like, good for touchdowns, but not really, like, a three-down back sort of situation. And who knows if DeAndre Swift ever comes back from injury. And, obviously, Bajan Robinson is already gone. I think at 18, I would feel comfortable taking a chance on Gibbs. At 18. And that's who I'm going to take. Uh, Gibbs had a great, you know, year at okay. Alabama. Uh, I think that okay. he has the receiver ability to be a really good player in that offense. They have one of the best offensive lines in the league. So his size isn't really as much of an issue as it would be with other teams with bad offensive lines. And I think the Lions could use an upgrade at running back. So more than like another, you know, like, like I could take a safety, like I could take branch or something like that, but I already drafted Porter. So at this pick, given everything that's gone on, I'm going to take Jameer Gibbs at 18. I don't hate that at all. I think you really have to, I think the lions have to 
seriously consider whether DeAndre Swift is ever yeah. going to be the guy. He's just been injured. Yeah, and Jamal so Williams much. isn't moments. going to be. And Jamal Williams no. isn't because no. as soon as DeAndre Swift came back, his touches were like cut in half, even though he had all those touchdowns. So, Jamal Williams will continue to be a goal line threat, but he is a supplemental running back. He's not your bell cow. 100%. And, and Swift hasn't been able to keep carry it up. So I, I think that they're, they're not going to re-sign Swift when his contract ends. Oh, no, He's just no too way. much of a liability. So Gibbs, I really like that. I really like that. Um, okay, so that puts the uh, Buccaneers on the old clock here. And uh, I picked number 19 for the Buccaneers. It's pretty tough. Um, you know, this is a team that also could go after Garoppolo in the quarterback market. Um, I'm not going to count on that because I already staked my how this played out with Garoppolo going to Las Vegas. So I'm going to assume that Garoppolo is not there. Carr is not there. Rodgers isn't there. Um, that doesn't leave any really second market quarterbacks for the Buccaneers. Um you do have Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's obviously going to be cut by the Colts. Oh, That's interesting. I didn't think about that. They, I don't know if Julio Jones is still under contract there, but that would be interesting. My friend um, actually texted me today saying that Matt Ryan was going to go to the Jets. Wow. No. Yeah. That would be no. such a Jets thing to do. Though. That would be like, such a Jets thing to do. Like, that would be such a Jets thing to do, right? Like they miss out on Aaron Rodgers, so then they end up with Matt Ryan and then screwing their season up all over again. Yeah, so there's not any of the big quarterbacks left. I mean, I think DB is probably the right choice here. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Kelly Ringo because he's still there, and I didn't expect him mm. to be still there. Um, Ooh, that's a sneaky I think, pick. I like that. I, I, I think I think Ringo at this value is very high value. I think Ringo should probably go before number 19. I might put him above Christian Gonzalez personally. Oh, I wouldn't. Um, but. but I mean, yeah, DBs, DBs are hard to tell. You never, I mean, the system matters Fair. and stuff like that. Fair. I think Buccaneers have a good defensive system that Ringo will uh, lend himself Fair. to. So that's where I'm going. Cool. And uh, with that, we get uh, the second Seahawks pick. We do the actual Seahawks pick because they were a playoff team. Uh, really? Unlike the, I don't know. Unlike, unlike the Broncos, by the way, uh, who are the fifth worst team in the NFL. <clears throat> so anyway, um, this pick I'm going to take, in my opinion, the better Clemson defensive lineman. What? I'm going I'm to take Brian. I don't very know, nice. Brian Bressy. Brian Breesy. Wow. Know. That's but very nice. Very that's, nice. Uh, that's bold. Wow. Yeah, I think that I don't think actually the difference between taking Jalen Carter or Tyree Wilson at five and Brian Bressy at twenty is actually that different. So let uh, me ask you. Let me ask you this though: Do do you think it's one of those situations? Because you played on the interior, so you would know this. Sometimes the best in the best, like you know, defensive lineman, especially it the the best defensive lineman is the one that frees up the other guy that gets all the sacks, right? Like yeah. a lot, so like yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people, you know, identify that. Like you'll have certain like defensive lines like that. Do you think it's a situation? Because Miles Murphy was getting sacks like a like like everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like he well, was making all the splash plays and getting fumbles. He had a touchdown, I think, in like the third week or something like that, where he just clubbed the guy and then scooped it. 
So do you think it's one of those situations where it's like, you know, Murphy was the guy getting all the hype because he was freed up by, you know, dude doing his work? I mean, I just think it's um I mean, I need I need to look more into it, but I just I know from the film that I like his technique more. And I think Fair. probably he was more <clears throat> prone to being shut down by double teams, uh, which I would say is a weakness of his. So between Miles Murphy, like I think one on one, I take Ryan Breezy every day. Breezy again, I'm gonna keep butchering it. Uh, but I think in a double team, I probably take Miles Murphy over Breezy. So if I'm an offensive lineman coach, I double team Breezy, uh, and I let Murphy okay. get free. So uh, yeah, I do think it's. I think I think that's probably a lot of it. I also think I don't think they were that far. I think Murphy just got more attention. To be honest, I don't think he was statistically that much better. Uh, I'll do more research into it, but also it's a. It's he was a more of a fact. highlight guy. He was more of. A uh, highlight it's guy. it's also yeah. more of a fact that Bressy's in the trenches. Trenches. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna just keep alternating. Uh, Breesy was in the trenches, and Murphy was on the edge and able to do those flashier plays by getting around with the speed, rather than requiring on strength to get. You know, it's easier, obviously, easier to double team someone who's in the center of the line versus on the edge. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, I think this is a. Steal. Yeah, I think. I think Brisset is a good pick. I think uh, Bichon Brisset. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it. I honestly thought for a second <laughs> that about taking is that him. Actually I honestly thought for a second Bichon about Brisset, taking him at eighteen. Yeah. I thought about taking him at eighteen, and I do think that if the Lions do take him at, I saw a couple mock drafts that had him at eighteen. I think if the Lions do take him at eighteen, Aiden Hutchinson sacks are going to go up like that because, like you know, oh, Hutchinson's yeah. oh, on yeah. the edge, yeah, yeah. and then dudes taking up the middle or whatever. Uh, but yeah, that, that's a great pick. Honestly, I I, I agree. Yep. Okay, so yep. here's where the real fu- here's where the real fun begins. I was waiting for this pick to go on my spiel about who I'm going to oh, end boy. up selecting with this pick. Jackson Smith and Jangba at 21. Uh, obviously, I am wow. very biased. No, uh, let me let me finish. Uh, I I'm obviously very biased. I'm a huge Ohio State fan. I when when we got when I saw Jackson Smith and Jangba play for the first time, I was so excited about like his potential and what he did for the team. Now, obviously last year he was great. Even with Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, he got more touchdowns, I think, than both of those guys this year. He missed most of the season with a hamstring injury, but at the combine, you know, he didn't look, you know, too hampered by it. I really believe if he gets the right quarterback and which with Justin Herbert, I think he, he will get the right quarterback. And if he gets a, a, a coach that can use what he does the right way, I really think that he could have like a, like a Garrett Wilson this year kind of season. Because if you look at, you know, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave had 1,000-yard seasons on their respective teams, right? Jackson Smith and Jingba had more yards per attempt, caught more contested catches, and more touchdowns than both of those guys. So as good as you think Garrett Wilson is, as good as you think, you know, Chris Olave is, I know in fantasy, like, they were really splashy or whatever, Jackson Smith and Jingba is, be- is a better prospect than both of those guys are. And I just think that him falling this far is because he was injured. You didn't really see him play a whole lot this year. So I think if Justin Herbert gets Jackson Smith and Jingba, that offense is going to go to another level. He's going to he's going to make several Sports Center top ten highlights with Justin Herbert throwing him the ball. And I really think that he could be like a the ne- one of the next great receivers if he goes to the right situation. There you go. So my my reaction wasn't to Smith and the Jigba himself. I, I think I think this is a great pick. I think twenty one is actually pretty late for him. I think he could go earlier. Yeah. I was a little surprised that the Chargers were taking this pick because I'm next with the Ravens. I pretty much like had this locked in that I would take Smith and the Jigba 
for the Ravens. I did not think you would take him with the Chargers. I do. I do. I don't know if that the Chargers in real life. I think they are recommitted to uh, what's his name, Keenan Allen. Um, there were some rumors that he might get traded or something, but it doesn't seem so. So I think with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, and then you obviously have Palmer and you have some lesser guys, but I don't the know where the they Chargers fit in. Is- they don't really have a receiving like Jared Cook was okay, but they don't really have a and Parnam had a couple touchdowns or whatever. They don't have a tight end in their scheme that gets a lot of targets. So I think if you put a third wide receiver in there, you got Keenan Allen, you got Mike Williams, and then you put JSN in there. I think he'll get enough targets, like you know, six to eight a game, to where he can get you know 60, 70 yards a game or so. And, you know, he'll just like Mike Williams did a couple of times, he can hit he can hit a home run ball, too, pretty well. I mean, he, you, you, if you look up highlights of him, you know, Stroud was throwing some pretty good balls to him, you know, 60, 70 yards down the field for touchdowns. So I really believe in his talent and I believe in his, you know, like his ability, but he just needs to go to the right situation and have the right quarterback that can use him the right way. And I think that Justin Herbert is that guy. If he if he goes 21st, I would be just so excited for him. To go to yeah. go to the Chargers, yeah, I I, th- I think uh, this is you're putting him in a good position, which I, I can't I can't yeah, blame you. Yeah. You're definitely trying to get him in the better than going to the Ravens spot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Tyler Huntley is uh, not going to use him right. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so 22 with the Ravens. Uh, I'm on the clock for the Ravens. <sighs> this one's tough because. I think all the big DBs are gone. Yeah, the big four that I had are I, gone. I'd argue there's one left. Oh, yes. there. Yeah. Yeah. So do I do that? Um, hmm. There, there, is, there is a fifth one that I, I think is fair game here. Edge. There is a fifth ancillary pick. I don't, I don't know that he's necessarily – worthy of this spot um oh i do and then why does he should have gone earlier of course who's that Dante banks jordan addison uh i'm, I'm talking oh, about quarterback. banks oh i thought you said, why, oh. I you said receiver my bad oh my, my fifth my quarterback bad. is uh cam smith from south carolina oh um, i don't am i yeah <laughs> Yeah, so so it could go there. They do need a wide receiver. Uh, oh, I thought you said cornerback. Well, well, I, yeah, I, I have them as needing a cornerback and a wide receiver and an edge, right? So I think cornerback, there is Cam Smith, who would be my next available cornerback. I think the wide receiver need is bigger, but I had grander plans for the wide receiver role. So what I'm going to do here is – and and. I don't know. Shit. I'm co- I'm conflicted because there's an outcome that I want to produce. And then there's like what I think would really happen. I think I will take Kayshawn Boutte for the Ravens because I think that, um, uh, what's his name that they have that was injured all last year? Bateman. Bateman is more of the flyer type receiver. That'll get you a big play. You can send him down on a on a seam route. And I think Boutte is a little more physical. He's gonna play a little more closer to the to the line of scrimmage. He'll give you your outs and stuff like that. So I think Boutte supplements uh Bateman's play style very well. So I'm Where gonna did take Boutte play Boutte. again? 
LSU. LSU, okay, all right. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think I, Addison. I, I think Addison's a little bit better than 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 this guy. Um, I, I looked at his combine stuff and everything. I just didn't remember yeah. where he played. But I think, no, I think I, Addison's a little bit better. But I, I agree with you. I agree that, for team need. But yeah, I I agree that Addison is better, and I do have him ranked higher. But there is an outcome that I'm trying to produce. So with that being said, uh, JP for the Vikings pick, do you want to uh, trade with the Steelers? No. Uh, because I, there's, uh, they have a drastic need at DB. I think that there's yeah. a guy yeah. out there who runs a three nine forty. Uh you know he uh, he's got a forty one inch vertical and a ten foot eight broad jump. You know, I think that's uh, you know there, there's there's a lot to like about this guy, but uh, I'm definitely going to have to take Nolan Smith, the defensive lineman out of Georgia. Damn it. Oh, that was who I was going to take with the Jacksonville pick. That was a sleeper. That was a sleeper. Damn. Yeah, he was a sleeper. That's why I thought he'd be available. (laughs) Whatever. How does a defensive lineman run a 3940, bro? That that is true. That is (laughs) crazy. Which is what makes me think that actually the Seahawks could pick him up instead of Breesy or Bressy or whatever the fuck his name is. Uh, Just because. They do. They tend to take people with just ridiculous stat lines, which is why I think they're looking at Anthony Richardson too. They just take people with ridiculous like physical abilities, and then coach them up. And that's that's how they did it in 2012. So anyway, that being said, I think the Vikings love them here. So okay, uh, yeah, the Vikings definitely need literally anybody anybody in this draft is better than who they have on defense. Their defense is terrible. Yeah. Um, so like it, yeah, they would definitely take a defensive player. All right, okay, Stephen, so kinda, since Nolan Smith was just taken, you want to trade out yeah. for the Jaguars for the Steelers? Also I, no, but it's actually um, not a bad idea. But here's oh, there's, yeah. a, there's an obvious one. Okay, so the Jaguars. I'm I'm gonna say like I know that a lot of them say that their team needs are like defensive line or like you know d- defensive tackle or whatever. I'm gonna give Trayvon Walker a chance to prove that he can be that guy. He was drafted number one overall, and I'm gonna project that he can become the guy that they would want to that they would want you know in a draft like this. So with that, I'm going to take the best safety in the draft, and I'm gonna go with Brian uh, Branch from Alabama. Because the Jags could use very a nice, very the, nice. The Jags could use a little something in the secondary. You know, Patrick Mahomes lit him up in that playoff game. Um, you know, and, and the Chargers did for you know like a half. So there's <laughs> a so there's that too. So I, I think they could use some help in the secondary. So I'm going to take the best safety available in Prime Ranch. All right, yeah, uh, I'm actually. I think it's surprised. crazy he fell this far. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and in, in the real draft, I don't, I don't see him. Falling We're saying that, that a lot, by the way. I can't believe this guy fell this far. I can't believe it's all Tyler's fault for taking Anthony Richardson number one. That just you're not like, wrong. You totally <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, you just fucked the entire draft from that point on. It, it, I created an alternate timeline for sure, <laughs> and then a, a, another branching timeline from uh, from uh, what's his name, Bajan Robinson. Uh, yeah. Bajan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, if all the right, Bills so, are the Bills draft room are just like throwing chairs and like stuff like that, that John <laughs> Robinson is gone because like they they need him so bad it's like not even fun. They might trade up to like fifteen or something like that to try to get John Robinson. Like they need him so bad. Yeah. 
All right, so since none of y'all bitches want to trade with me, I'm trading with myself. I Jesus. am trading <laughs> the Steelers for the Giants. <laughs> I'm, I'm forcing it to happen. I'm, I want a specific outcome. Shout out to my dad. I hope this happens. And I think the Steelers could be willing to put down quite a bit of capital to make this happen. So I'm going to flip uh, the Giants pick at 25 with the Steelers at 32. So Steelers are going to move up to 25. And I thought there the was the 32nd pick because of the, like, the fucking Dolphins. It is the 32nd pick to happen. It is not the 32nd pick in the first round. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah, they just oh, stopped okay. at 31. It's just 31 oh, okay. and then 33. Okay, okay. Yeah, that, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Okay. So Steelers will go from 32 to 25 to take Jordan Addison to reunite him with Kenny Pickett. That is the vision. That is the okay. dream. Let me just say that is what say. I'm trying to happen. Yeah. I'm going to say that if the Giants, if Jordan Addison is sitting there on the board and the Giants don't draft him, that Listen, is, I know me, this. Their GM should this. be fired. Their GM should be fired. I, like, that's just straight up. Like, Listen, so there is I, no that, way in hell that this would actually happen. I, I hope you understand I, that. <laughs> I'm willing to admit that 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 is why I was trying to go after the Vikings and the Jaguars, because once the Giants come on the clock, there is a run of teams that could draft a receiver and any one of these next five teams would take Addison. So that's why I was trying to get in between the Chargers and the Jaguars, because I feel like that was a good uh, area there. I think the Ravens Ravens will probably take Addison there. Right. I took Boutte to save Addison for the Steelers. So Steelers <laughs> get Addison. I think the Steelers could move up higher. Maybe the Steelers take him at 17. I don't know. But I think there's a vision here to reunite Addison with his Pittsburgh teammate, uh, Kyle Pickett, Kenny Pickett. And so that's what I'm doing. So the Giants just invested $40 million a year in Daniel Jones, have an opportunity to take a wide receiver to help him out and don't do it. That's essentially what they're doing, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, like- no. <clears throat> I think the Steelers would have made this happen in a, in a different way before the Giants. Okay, so okay, fuck okay, the Giants. I'm not I'm just saying like that's just funny how this kind of worked out. That like yeah know. yeah yeah. No, I, I, if the Giants traded away that pick when Jordan Addison's sitting there, just blow it up. Their GM yeah, should yeah. be fired. That's just straight up. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely. Just uh, all right, Cowboys. JP. Yeah, this is a tough one. Uh jeez. There's a semi-obvious one here, I think. Yeah. Are you thinking Zay Flowers? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think I think that's a fair one. Yeah, I think we run Zay Flowers. Actually, no. I, I th- what? I think really? I think giving the Cowboys another wide receiver isn't going to magically. Bro, Gallup is trash. What do you mean? <laughs> Like the, the only one that really is all, any good is like Dalton Schultz is their second best receiver, and he's a tight God, end. you're right. So it's you just got hard CD for me to think and that, then it's hard for me to think that they wasted that much draft capital on all that shit and <laughs> still don't have a good wide receiver. I mean, they nailed it with CD though. Like that's just I mean that, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, fuck it. Run Zay Flowers. Yeah. Yeah, they need they need a receiver too. Yeah, like they need. I mean, I just guy. think the bigger issue is that Dak can't do it on his own. Like I think that he's a mid quarterback, and yeah, that, so, that's been pretty clear. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I mean, you just give him something, and hopefully he can fucking hit a wide open target. So, and still maybe, fucking who knows? Okay, so with the twenty seventh pick, let me just start this off by even in in our draft scenario, Bajan Robinson's gone. 
and um, Brian Branch is gone, and the Bills are not only fucked at running back, and Jameer Gibbs is gone too. So this scenario has royally fucked the Bills in more ways than one. So at this point, you're kind of just wanting to take a guy that could be serviceable and like not fuck anything up. So, and they, to me, I like Dawson Knox, but like he's not a guy that's like, you know, super reliable to the point where you wouldn't feel comfortable drafting a tight end, right? And I am, this is kind of a sleeper pick. A lot of no. a lot of boards aren't having him on the first round, like in the first round or whatever. But I think he's a mid, like a late first round talent. I'm going to go with the other Georgia tight end, Darnell Washington, purely yeah, because yeah, he's six coming. foot fucking seven. Like, come on, like yeah. Josh Allen, six foot seven tight end who can run. Like, he, 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 to me, like it's not rocket science. Is like, Kincaid gotta, off the board yet? Yes, you took him, asshole. I don't think I did. I think I reneged on that. No, no, he Wait, didn't. Did? He said he was going to. No, I never did. You didn't? I, with the Patriots, I was going to do it, but then I realized they have fucking Hunter Henry. Oh, fuck. Oh, the fuck, yeah. The fu- fuck Darnell Washington. Take Kincaid at 27. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I completely forgot <laughs> about that. Wow. I thought you did. No, okay, I mean, I, I locked it in, and then I realized that I just wanted the white red receiver. That's really all I wanted. <laughs> Okay, yeah. If Kincaid's still here, then then they, then then I, I would take him here too because I think you know Josh Allen could use another because Gabe Davis has been proven to be inconsistent unless he's hitting the deep ball. You know, McKenzie and these and Beasley and these little tiny you know receivers aren't really doing much for him. And Diggs kind of felt the weight of being like the only uh, receiver kind of towards the end of the season. Like he just didn't. He put up a bagel in a couple of games essentially. So I think that uh, he could use a little bit of a security blanket, uh, and I think Kincaid can definitely be that. But I, I was Washington. I think is a guy that watch out for. I wouldn't be surprised if he got drafted. You know, higher than a lot of people. Oh, for sure. Because he the physical ability is there, and like because Brock Bowers is so great, he just didn't get the opportunity. So if you're a good team, like if the like for example, the Bengals draft twenty eight. If Darnell Washington's sitting there at 28, how could you not take a chance on a guy like him? Like, all the physical shit's there. Joe Burrow can yeah. make him into something. So, yeah. Darnell Washington's like going to be a beast, yeah. Exactly. So, like, if he goes to the right team. Now, if he goes to, like, the fucking Jet, like, you know, the, the Raiders or somewhere like that, he's not going to do anything. But if he goes to, like, if the Chargers take him, he's going to be a really good thing. If the Bengals take him late, if the... Bills take him late like that. He needs to go to the right team, but he can be like a really big end zone. <laughs> weapon about for, that. But he could be a really <laughs> big end zone weapon for some great quarterbacks. So, yeah, if the fucking Chiefs get him. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that is definitely Sheesh. a pick. Andy Re- That's definitely a pick. Andy Reid would make right there. It's like we have Travis Kelsey. Fuck it. We're going to find a way to use this guy. And he's all of a sudden going to be the best tight end in the league. Like besides Travis yeah. Kelsey. Like if, if they let the Chiefs get him. Oh, my God. <clears throat> all right. Alrighty. Um, well, that was a lot of fanfare. So ultimately, Bills take the best tight end available, you think? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Okay. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh, so with the Bengals pick, um, have we taken? I think their offense is pretty set. You know, they invested a lot at, on the line, they have plenty of receivers. Um, so this is my sleeper team to land Gibbs or Bijan. If uh, it came to that, Bijan and Gibbs are both off the board already. 
Um, I don't think that the Bengals retain Joe Mixon personally, and I don't think that um, Pirine is a bell cow back. So I am tempted to take the next running back available. No. Who? Look, I am tempted I'm gonna be to be honest. Take... Yeah. You like and look, I know, uh, it's late enough in the draft where I feel like input is fine. Deontay Banks. Like Oh is, shit. Yeah. Like yeah. he's a top I, I, 20 talent wow. and they need a listen, quarterback. Listen, I might have missed yeah, this you guy, Apple, but right? Yeah, I don't. I, I don't have banks on my board, so that must have been an omission by me. All right. Well, uh, he has a four three five forty, a forty two yeah, inch vertical, and eleven foot was, broad jump. At the combine, he do was you, killing it. Yeah, what else I do you need to know about someone? Okay. Well, I was going to say I would take the best available running back, which I have is Zach Charbonnet. I think people are really sleeping on Charbonnet. I think he's got the the capability to be a bell cow, um, and I appreciate Banks. What you're saying. But when I look at the DBs that are on the board, the name that sticks out to me, and this might be an Alabama bias, but I'm going Jordan Battle. Oh, I think. Uh, oh my god! I think Jordan Battle's really got it, and um, I think the Bengals got burned in the secondary. So maybe, maybe it I is Banks. Just, maybe that's my omission. Yeah, I think that you just uh, wait. Why are the Chiefs ahead of the Eagles? Do they really pick thirty? Oh, I, yeah, I made this 31. before the Super Bowl. That's how I'm going to win. Well, either way, you just made it so the Eagles had the best draft class I, I, out of the fucking either the Chiefs oh, or the Eagles landing. Yeah, yeah I know. Like, like we just essentially just made one of the, the Super Bowl stupidest the things you could allow to happen. All right, we well, you know what? No, I'm going to give the Bengals banks. I don't know this banks guy, but I'm blindly taking him. I'll give Bengals banks. And uh, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Forget, forget battle. Forget what I said. I'll take Banks. I'm still going to take well, the Chiefs pick, though. So, like, I- I'm going to take the Chiefs pick, and whoever. Yeah, has of the course. Pick, that, Tyler's just back up again. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Saints. JP, that's you. Oh yeah, I forgot about me. Uh, Why don't you so, talk about the history of this pick? I was going to say I'm so talking about. I love out. the history of this pick. So this pick obviously was originally San Francisco's and they had the bright idea with Justin Fields still on the board to trade up and get Trey Lance, who no one <laughs> thought anyone was going to draft. So that was really cool. I think this I is the we third first this. overall pick or uh, first pick that they're that they're giving up. So it went from the Niners to the Dolphins, who originally had that pick. The Dolphins then traded to the Broncos to get I can't remember. Uh Good defensive man. Bradley Chubb. Uh, Bradley, Bradley Chubb, Chubb, thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. he uh, got Bradley Chubb, uh, which got him to the playoffs. So, you know, whatever. Uh, and I mean, I think that was a fine trade. I think he did all right this year. Uh, and then, so after that, the Broncos are sitting here with the pick. And then, and then, with a pick that they acquired from a trade after giving up their fifth overall pick to the Seattle Seahawks for Russell Wilson, then had to trade it to the Saints to acquire a coach to fix him. So, they <laughs> gave up the point. fifth overall pick to the Seahawks to get Russell Wilson, and they gave up the 29th overall pick that they got for Bradley Chubb to hire someone to come fix him. So, they've pretty much given up four different first-round picks to try to get to get Russell Wilson in working condition, and it still might not work. So, uh, that all being said... <laughs> 
that all being said, um, uh, I didn't. I, I'm gonna be honest. I was more obsessed with the history of this pick than actually who they get. If Nolan Smith <laughs> is still on the board, I think that's an He's obvious not. choice. You they, took him. I I you said t- if he was. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Holy shit! All right. Um. Yeah, I, I, the, the issue is all of the, the offensive linemen on the board, they don't need tackles. They need interior, and all of them are tackles, obviously, because that's how the league works nowadays. Um, so I'm, on, I'm honestly not too familiar with them, but I guess I'm going to run with Will McDonald's from Ohio State, Iowa State. Uh, he just looks like he has good dimensions for uh, a defensive lineman. It's who they need. Um. And uh, I mean, I'd like to give them an interior offensive lineman, but I think that they get one later. So uh, just take the best defensive lineman that's on the board. And right now, it happens to be Will McDonald. So no Saints. <coughs> more, uh, more fanfare over the uh, history than the pick itself, uh, for sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I, 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 I love that history. It fucked over both the Niners and the Broncos. Just, yeah, just brilliant. Brilliant work indeed. Uh, so I'll come back on the clock for pick number 30, which is the Eagles pick. And uh, since I was corrected and stand corrected to take Banks for the Bengals, that leaves Jordan Battle, who would would have been my pick. And I still think the Eagles are going to need secondary help because I think Gardner Johnson is still likely to go. I took uh, I took Bijan, the big splash earlier. Now clean up. I'm going to take Jordan Battle for the Eagles. Yeah, no real argument there. Yep. Okay, so since I sort of teased it at the uh, by talking about the tight ends or whatever, you know that the, the Chiefs don't really need a whole lot. Um, you know, they, they, they could improve, you know, in the secondary. They could improve their defense a little bit. But you know that with most of their first-round picks, they always like to go with guys that could be like, you know, gadget guys or like could, you know, Andy Reid could, you know, cook up a way to use him in a lab. And then all of a sudden he gets like a huge touchdown in the Super Bowl or some shit. So with that, I'm going to go Darnell Washington here. I know Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the league. No, no, I'm serious. Like, let me finish. I know Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the league, but you give Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes a six foot seven fucking, you know, like a tight end who can, you know, who can catch, you know, uh, like intestine catches or whatever. They're going to find a way to make him, you know, something great to where we all should have drafted him like 10 picks earlier. So I, I'm going to, so he looks like the kind of player that Andy Reid would like in that situation. So I'm going to go Darnell Washington at 31. Cool. And yeah, there that's is no to think. Yeah. Well, that's scary to think that Darnell Washington. Yeah. I'm going to take the yeah. giants uh, 32, but uh, no, all I was just trying to say was that it is scary to think that Darnell Washington could replace Kelsey. I mean, Kelsey is getting old, so if Darnell Washington yeah. could be the immediate replacement. That's that's scary. Um, all right. So then, with uh, number thirty-two, uh, and just technically, you know, to cap off the standard thirty-two, this would technically be the first pick of the second round. Uh, Giants via trade with the Steelers, which of course probably wouldn't happen. Um, nope. But I think these I picks think are interchangeable. <laughs> uh, no, or the I think these picks are in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. Okay, so I think uh, Steelers and Giants. Uh, if this was left alone, Giants at twenty-five would take Addison. If Addison was still there, I don't think Addison would necessarily still be there. Um, 
And then if the Steelers were at 32, I think they take this guy. But Giants being at 32 still need a receiver. I think both of these teams need receivers. My best receiver available who was instrumental to Hendon Hooker's success, who I think was a little low-key after Hooker was gone because Tennessee's offense fell off a little bit. But it's going to be Jalen Hyatt. Jalen Hyatt is a playmaker. He's still a stud. And I think for the Giants uh, who need versatile athletic playmakers, I think Hyatt's going to be really, really good to give to the guy you just paid $40 million. So I will definitely take Hyatt. And again, if this is the Steelers, I think the Steelers couldn't go wrong with Hyatt here either. Yeah. And with that, that wraps the first round plus the uh, first pick of the second of the 2023 NFL draft. Um, I'll give a little recap here. Just go down the list. At number one, the Colts take Anthony Richardson. Two, Texans take CJ Stroud. <laughs> Listen, saying it myself gave me a little agita. I don't like it. And and part like of that. me doing that, then why part of did me you putting take that him? You literally Listen, had the carte blanche I, to do whatever the fuck you wanted. <laughs> you took this, the guy that you didn't want to take. This is a reverse jinx. So listen, Solidarity Squad. Okay. Either I'm either I'm right and my take integrity is held up, or I'm wrong and I'm more happy for my franchise's future. Okay. Either way, I I am starting to come around on Anthony Richardson. I don't hate him as much as I did before. He's still a terrible passer, but he's an athletic freak. So Colts Anthony Richardson, Texans with the two, CJ Stroud. Cardinals with the three, Will Anderson. Bears with the four, Jalen Carter. Panthers at five, Bryce Young via trade with the Seahawks. Lions at six with Joey Porter Jr. Raiders seven with Tyree Wilson. Uh, At pick eight, we got the Falcons, Quinton Johnston. Pick number nine, Seahawks via trade with the Panthers, Luke Van Ness. Ten, Eagles, Bijan Robinson. Eleven, Titans, Will Levis. 12 Texans, Peter Skaronsky. 13 Packers via trade with the Jets. We assume for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Packers would take Miles Murphy. Uh, 14 Patriots, Devin Witherspoon. 15 Packers, Michael Meyer. 16 Commanders, Christian Gonzalez. 17 Steelers, Paris Johnson. 18 Lions, Jameer Gibbs. 19 Buccaneers, Kelly Ringo. 20 Seahawks, Brian Brisset, Brisey, Breeze, all of the above. Uh, 21 Chargers, Jackson Smith and Najigba. 22 Ravens, Kayshawn Boutte. 23 Vikings, Nolan Smith. 24 Jaguars, Brian Branch. 25 should be the Giants, but in our mock draft, it was the Steelers with Jordan Addison. 26 Cowboys, Zay Flowers. Oh, JP, you had already taken Zay Flowers. Um, yeah, I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So 27, uh, Bills, Dalton Kincaid, 28, oh, Bengals. Uh, what is this Banks guy's first name? Deontay. Uh, Deontay. Deontay Banks. It's, right. it's spelled like a weird way. Yeah. D E O N T E. Deontay. Yeah. Right, I think that's how Sounds you spell like Deontay, it. But yeah. <laughs> no, 29, it's D- Saints, Deontay. Will McDonald. Or maybe the Saints will flip this pick again. That would be fun. Uh, thirty. God, would I'd be love the e- that. <laughs> thirty would be the Eagles uh, picking Jordan Battle. 
31, the Chiefs, the Super Bowl champions, taking Darnell Washington, which seems unfair. And 32, uh, the Steelers, and in our cases, the Giants, uh, Jalen Hyatt. And that's a first round. Um, For what it's worth, I could see Seattle trading with the Saints to take Hendon Hooker. Just saying. Yeah, potentially. You still think Hooker's going to be like at the end of the first round? Like you, you're drafting him knowing that he's not like. Not only is he not going to play, but he's not going to be able to practice. He's not going to be able to work out and shit like that. Which so is great. Oh, but you already have right Geno Smith. Yeah, fuck you. Hmm? Well, no, but you. Know, but if you draft Hooker, you know he's not going to play. So like, you know he's not going to yeah. be ready for this season, and he's probably not going to play next year either because you know that's he's the point. Be, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the point. I think the Seahawks or the Vikings could do that. I think the Vikings are in a position to take Hendon Hooker as well. That's what I'm saying. Reason. I guess. Um, I guess the we only do pick other... the Vikings, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, the only other snubs I see, uh, I mentioned, mentioned Charbonnet. I don't think he's a first-round snub. I think he's going to be a value pick in the second. <laughs> um, my biggest snub is Trenton Simpson from Clemson. Uh, he wasn't picked at all, and I think uh, – I think he definitely could be pick, picked, as well as Drew Sanders from Arkansas. That was um, that Jamie was Robinson, look. safety from Florida State, maybe a little bit of a homer pick. I'd love to see him get taken in the first round. But, uh, yeah, I think those are my only snubs. And maybe we're a little bullish on other guys. But, uh, yeah. How are we feeling? All right. I think that's good. Yeah, that was fun. That was a lot more fun than I initially thought it was going to be. And I thought it was going to be fun initially, too. So, like, it That's was fair. double the yeah. fun. <laughs> well, we hope it was as fun for you, the listeners, and uh, cannot wait to uh, compare our results with the actual draft. Uh, That's coming in at the end of April. I think we got 50 days left. I think I saw on a counter. Um, Happy International Women's Day as well from your three uh, favorite men here. And uh, with that, that's been our draft. We'll uh, hear from you next time, Solidarity Squad. Well, uh, yeah, that I was, gotta hop that off. Awesome. My brain is fried, but <laughs> it was good. <laughs> <laughs>